Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hi, everybody. My name is Todd Krieger. What I do is I help couples heal from crises such as infidelity. I also help couples increase passion and rekindle it. And I also help individuals heal from trauma using EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. A lot of couples come to me and they're uh, dealing with a family member, it could be a spouse, where uh, the person has mental illness. And that brings on its own set of challenges. So this is about how to do the best you can when you're dealing with somebody who is mentally ill. I mean, how to be most helpful, but also how to take care of yourself through the process. It's very important. So I'm gonna give you six tips that will help you when you're supporting a loved one. Again, whether it's a spouse, a parent, a child, a sibling who has mental illness. The first thing is you want to inform yourself with as much information as possible and the right information. You want to go to reputable websites, for example, such as NAMI, the National Alliance for the Mentally Ill. That right there is going to be a, a great resource for you. And, and there are others. You might have physicians, psychiatrists that you may know, or you may know parents that have gone through that when they have kids that have had these issues or uh, other family members. Seek the people out that you trust. Don't do it alone. Get informed, get as much information as you can because there are a lot of myths out there and we want to dispel myths and get really clear. For example, you know, one of the things is very important is to not think of your partner as, or whoever is that, that has the problem as a schizophrenic, for example. It's a person who has the problem of schizophrenia. So that's just a little tip where people oftentimes start to label or define that person as having the problem. And you'll see that information out there, information like that, when you do the research. It really makes a world of difference for you and how you perceive that person, but it also makes a world of difference for the person who's struggling with mentally, mental illness to you want to address the problem, but that's not all they are. So... Really inform yourself as much as possible. Second thing is, you want to start dialogues, not debates, with this person who has this uh, mental illness. In other words, it's really important to be empathic. I mean, I say this in all kinds of situations, it's really important to tune in. But if you are going to increase your chances of having an impact, then you want to show empathy. It can be very frustrating when you're dealing with somebody who has mental illness and maybe refuses to take medication. And maybe they've read something that makes them scared. Or maybe they're paranoid about taking the medication or a variety of other things. If, if, there's, a, if there's a chance for you to have an impact with that person, it's by understanding them. It's by them getting the feeling that they're understood. So show empathy, don't debate, don't argue, don't do point counterpoint. It will never get you what you need. This person ultimately is going to be the one to decide uh, how he or she wants to be treated and it surely will be better if they feel that they're understood by you and then it's their choice 
even with your guidance. You can educate from what you got from these other people we talked about in tip number one, but don't debate dialogue. Okay, I'm about to say something that sounds like a contradiction. Tip number three is, however, in cases where there's an acute you know, psychiatric problem, like a psychotic episode where it's significant or the person is seemingly suicidal, that's when you forget about the empathy, <laughs> you know, and you make a decision and you act and you get the person in a hospital. And there have been many uh, people who have had mental illness that will look back and thank whoever it was that, uh, that did that, even though they were mad at them, because it started them on a road to recovery. So maybe they were involuntarily admitted, but it started them on a road to recovery. So of course, we need to look at the context. Uh, there are most, much of the time, it's about empathy and helping that person, empowering that person to make their own choice, but there are times when you have to make the choice for them. Uh, number four is simple. Instead of guessing what the person needs from you, ask them, what, what do you need? How can I be of best help to you? That person will tell you. And again, why guess when you can ask? So that's tip number four. Uh, tip number five, very important. Seek counseling for yourself. It's really important. To go through this process, it affects you. It can actually be traumatizing, especially if it happens suddenly and you suddenly you've lost somebody that was a certain way. You've lost that person, uh, at least a big part of that person to this illness. Get some counseling. And along with counseling, do other things to take care of yourself. I think counseling is very important because you'll, you'll have someone that's there for you that is a trained professional that can help you through that. And also, you want to eat well. You want to exercise. You want to sleep well. You want to do the things that you could do so that you can take care of you. And ultimately, if you take care of you, you're obviously going to be in a better position to support that person who's having the, the struggles of mental illness. The last thing is, check out support groups in your area. I mentioned NAMI. The National Alliance for the Mentally Ill, they have support groups all over the place. And there might be other, there are other local uh, places where you could get support. Very, very important. So just in conclusion, I want to tell you that you want to make sure in line of taking care of yourself, pace yourself, don't overextend yourself, know your own limitations, know what you could do. And then the other thing is remember that it may not be apparent sometimes that you're helping, but your support, your patience, and your understanding is helping. So look for that, acknowledge yourself for that, and along with that, realize that recovery isn't oftentimes a smooth road or a quick road. So be kind to yourself, be patient with this person, and just know that you are making a difference. You make a difference. I've heard this from people that have struggled with mental illness, that the most important thing was the loved ones that were there for them. So. Uh, on the link below, if you click on that, it's a resource that I'm providing you that I wrote up that basically give you, uh, gives you some holistic interventions. Some are drug-related, some are a supplement and related, and some are behaviorally related that can help you deal with anxiety and depression. So definitely click on that link. It can be immensely helpful, and I wish you the best as you go through what you need to go through in helping this person who's going through what that person's going through. This is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. Thank you for tuning and listening to today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Please leave a review, subscribe to the show, and be sure to visit www.toddkrieger.com for more resources that will help you get the love you want and for back episodes of the show. 